WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Berrien County Election Commission has rejected recall language filed against Buchanan Mayor Sean Dennison. The commission held a meeting today and found the petition language filed by residents Carla Johnson and Monroe LeMay was not clear enough for a recall effort to proceed. The petition filed last month said Dennison should be removed from office because he suspended Benjamin Eldridge as the Buchanan city manager. Eldridge has since resigned. The clerk's office tells us new recall language has already been filed by the same two petitioners. If Holtec International is allowed to reopen the Palisades nuclear power plant in Van Buren County, it's going to produce more electricity than it did before shutting down. Holtec spokesperson Patrick O'Brien tells us the company has plans to build two small modular reactors at the site. These 300 megawatt reactors are, are smaller in design. They take up less space. So this would be adding, you know, 600 megawatts to the 800 megawatts that that plant produces. So really there's benefits to try to locate these type of reactors on a plant that had already been used for nuclear in the past. O'Brien can't tell us what the investment will be for the two new reactors, but says it'll be substantial. He says the SMRs are state-of-the-art. The industry's been trending in this direction with a move towards a number of companies looking at small modular reactors. And really, we believe that once you have kind of the first ones of these designed, licensed, constructed, and running, it's really going to open up the opportunities you know, all around. Holtec plans to seek licensing for the SMRs in 2026. Meanwhile, it's waiting to hear back from the U.S. Department of Energy on a request for a $1 billion loan to restart the old reactor. It's expected to get a response early next year. The plant could be online again by late 2025 with the new small modular reactors finished in 2030. Meanwhile, State Representative Joey Andrews is hailing news that Holtec International plans to produce more power at the Palisades plant when it reopens than was produced prior to the facility's closure. Holtec announced the planned construction of the two small modular reactors at the resurrected Palisades this week. Andrew says, quote, not only will the initial restart mean the preservation of hundreds of high-paying jobs, constructing and employing two new reactors will put more of our friends and neighbors to work and help us reach our 2040 clean energy goals. He called it a great day for Southwest Michigan. Andrews was part of the effort to secure $300 million in state funds to help Holtec as it seeks to reopen the covert power plant. Cases of distemper among animals have risen significantly in Berrien County in recent months. Berrien County Animal Control Shelter Manager Ashley Herr tells us distemper is a viral illness that has mostly neurological symptoms but also leads to coughing, discharge from the nose and eyes, and vomiting. Can animals recover from it? With supported care, they can. If they're left to their own devices, a lot of times it's fatal. It's not usually something that a dog or wildlife or cat can pop up from on their own. They do need intervention from a vet normally to come through it. Her says the cases of distemper seen in Berrien County started being reported in raccoons, with them stumbling around and acting sick. Then it started being reported in dogs. When a dog gets distemper, um, they go from their happy-go-lucky selves to being really down and dumpy, just like you would be if you're normally a bubbly human being and you get the flu or something, you're going to be laying on the couch a little bit under the weather, that sort of thing, and dogs are the same way. The illness can also affect cats. It does not spread to humans. Her says keeping your animals up to date on their vaccinations will help to prevent distemper. If you suspect your pet has distemper, keep it away from other animals until treatment has been sought. The new business incubator in Buchanan will hold a grand opening this month. Live Buchanan's Ashley Regal tells us the city acquired the former hometown video building on Days Avenue so it could be converted into a place where fledgling businesses could get off the ground. 
It'll now be known as the Hometown and Company Mercantile and Food Market. That building actually was vacant for about a decade, and the Roland Property Group bought it a few years ago and has invested a lot of money to bringing it back to life. And on our side is of the what used to be hometown video is now going to be hometown and co mercantile and food market. And we wanted to play off the name because a lot of community members still remember it as the hometown video store. Inside are four businesses. They are Taqueria Don Chepe, McBain Lane's Mercantile, Diana's Kitchen and Goddess of the Moon Leatherworks. Regal says they'll be able to operate in the incubator for more than a year and then have to move out on their own. After that, the city will start new cohorts each March. The idea is to give these uh, small businesses a place to get on their feet before they have to worry about securing a location. The grand opening of the business incubator will be December 14th from 4 to 6 p.m. The event will include food, drinks, giveaways, live music, and a Santa photo booth. The Berrien County Historical Association has reported the theft of some cash from its history center at Courthouse Square in Berrien Springs. The association says someone took money from its cash register and donation box on two separate occasions. The date of the first theft is not known as the museum had been closed for more than two weeks prior to the theft's discovery, November 30th. But the second theft was found on December 3rd, this past Sunday. The first theft included the loss of $35 from the cash register and somewhere around $250 to $300 from the donation box. The second theft resulted in $25 being taken from the cash register and everything but $23 taken from the donation box. The Berrien County Historical Association is working with police to find the culprits, and it asks anyone who may have seen anyone suspicious hanging around its property in the last three weeks to contact police. And this may come as a bit of a surprise, but 95% of companies surveyed by staffing firm Robert Half plan to give year-end bonuses this year. The firm's Shannon Edlinger told us more. Awarding year-end bonuses, of course, when budget allows, can be one of the most powerful retention tools to recognize staff for their hard work. And it really, really amps up that culture and positive impact you can have on employees wanting to stay in your organization. Ed Linger says bonuses can be important as quit rates and job openings remain at elevated levels. For those that can't offer bonuses, she says companies can offer hybrid work options, flexibility, and competitive benefits. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. As the White House warns Congress, Ukraine and other countries desperately need supplemental aid. A group of senators is trying to reach a funding deal. ABC's M. Wynn has more from Washington. As a funding battle rages on between a group of six bipartisan lawmakers, one of the negotiating Republicans, Senator James Langford of Oklahoma, said funding for Ukraine and Israel must be linked to border security changes or nothing. We're going to do this all together. That's been the agreement that, uh, again, from the White House originally, it asked for all these things to be together. While the White House is urging to add jobs at the border to cut backlog, Republicans are pushing for other provisions like narrowing the scope of the parole statute so it's only used in the most dire circumstances. M. Wayne, ABC News, Washington. Israel's military has renewed calls for mass evacuations from the southern town of Khan Yunis as it widens its ground offensive and bombarded targets across the Gaza Strip. Tens of thousands of displaced Palestinians have sought refuge in, in the town in recent weeks. The expanded operations follow the expiration of a week-long ceasefire. They're aimed at eliminating Gaza's Hamas rulers, whose October 7th rampage in Israel triggered the deadliest Israeli-Palestinian violence in decades. The war has already killed thousands of Palestinians and displaced more than three-fourths of the territory's population of 2.3 million who are running out of safe spaces to go. 
Meanwhile, ABC's Ines de la Quatera is in Tel Aviv and tells us the Israeli Defense Force confirmed they're expanding the ground offensive into the entire Gaza Strip. According to the Palestinians we've been speaking with, nowhere is safe. We spoke to our producer, Sammy, who's been on the ground. He tells us he's now had to move 16 times since this all began. We also spoke to one woman, Nima, who uh, was working in a hospital. She was taking care of cancer patients there, and she had to walk you know, on foot from Gaza City to Khan Yunus with those 12 children, those 12 cancer patients. She was telling us they are exhausted and they don't know where to go next, what to do next. Senator Bernie Sanders and a robust group of Democratic senators say they're done asking nicely for Israel to do more to reduce civilian casualties in its war with Hamas. The uh, lawmakers are warning President Biden's national security team planned U.S. aid to Israel has to be met with assurances of concrete steps from Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's hard right government. It's all but inconceivable Congress would vote down the wartime aid. The Democratic senators are adamant that it's not their intent as strong supporters of Israel's right of self-defense against Hamas. But the fact that pressure is building shows the fractures in Congress as the aid debate drags on. The Supreme Court heard arguments today over whether the Sackler family, which used to control Purdue Pharma, should be granted immunity from future lawsuits linked to opioids. ABC's Stephen Portnoy is more. As part of the Purdue Pharma bankruptcy, the Sackler family would put up $6 billion to pay victims' families and fund opioid treatment, but they'd be immune from future claims. Liberal Justice Elena Kagan noted, It's overwhelming, the support for this deal and among people who have no love for the Sacklers. Still, the Justice Department says the deal is unfair to any claimant who might oppose it. The Boy Scouts and the Catholic Church have aired their concerns about a loss for Purdue because they have similarly used the bankruptcy law while they've paid out sexual assault claims. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. The Justice Department says a former American diplomat who served as U.S. ambassador to Bolivia has been charged with serving as a covert agent for Cuba's intelligence services since at least 1981. Newly unsealed court papers allege that Manuel Roca engaged in a clandestine activity on Cuba's behalf for decades, including by meeting with Cuban intelligence operatives. The complaint was filed in federal court in Miami and includes charges of acting as an illegal agent of a foreign government and other crimes. He appeared in court today and will remain held until a bond hearing on Wednesday. A surge of migrants in a remote area of Arizona has now shut down a border crossing until further notice. Here's ABC's Alex Stone. Needing the manpower to arrest and process those arriving illegally, U.S. Customs and Border Protection has shut down vehicle and pedestrian crossings in Lukeville, Arizona. That crossing is extremely remote out in the desert. CBP says it's surging resources there to process migrants. The area has become a major migration route in recent months with migrants from a multitude of countries walking through gaps in the wall. Alex Stone, EBC News. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is heading to Mexico this week, a trip announced shortly after her agency created a new strike force to help combat illicit fentanyl trafficking. The trip comes as the U.S. and China step up efforts to stop the movement of the powerful opioid and drug-making materials into the U.S. The counter-fentanyl strike force will bring together personnel and intelligence from throughout the Treasury Department to more effectively collaborate on stopping the flow of drugs into the country. President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping announced at a November meeting in California, China is telling its chemical companies to curtail shipments to Latin America of those materials used to produce fentanyl. And as people pay more and more for streaming services, the practice of bundling is getting more and more popular, and it could be the future of subscribing. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. 
Netflix is being bundled with Max for the first time. The ad-supported versions of both streaming services are being bundled together by Verizon for just 10 bucks a month, making the offer to wireless customers who have certain unlimited plans. That's a savings of $7 or about 40%. And as the practice of bundling in the streaming world becomes more and more commonplace, given all of the streaming services out there, the Hollywood Reporter says Lone Wolf Apple TV Plus has been talking with Paramount Plus about a team-up, though no details. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood.